Welcome to Torah Talks Chazak's program with special guest tonight. Today we have with us uh, Rabbi Levi Greenspan. Welcome, how are you doing? Nice, Shalom Aleichem. Ah, Thank you for having me. Of course, uh, a pleasure all ours. The topic is seeing light in darkness. And Rabbi Levi, if you could give our uh, audience a little bit of a background of your inspiring story. So, at the, at, at the end of about May time in 1994, they found that I had a tumor right below my brain, near my optic nerve. It's called Cushing's disease. Cushing's disease is, uh, uh, there's a gland called pituitary gland, and when you have a tumor pressing down, you have more sugar than you need. So my doctor saw my faces are bloated because it's filled with all the water I was drinking because my tongue was very thirsty. So I was sent to Mount Sinai Hospital in Manhattan where the endocrinologist, Dr. Levine, ordered that an MRI and a CAT scan be taken to find the exact location of the tumor. As I told you before, it was right below the brain near my optic nerve. They told me it was going to be, it was a, the tumor was large, and therefore I would need two operations. One was a nine and a half hour open head surgery, and the other was a six hour operation through the nose. I thank Hashem that the operations were successful, and I thank Hashem the tumor was not cancer, it was benign. I went home, and two weeks later, I went to get the, uh, the checker by the surgeon. I noticed a lot of mucus in my nose. The doctor said, that's not a mucus. You have cerebral spinal fluid leak, CSF leak. You, you, so you're not going to require another four-hour operation to close up that leak. When I woke up, I go, doctor, I think I have news you don't want to hear. I really believe that I'm still leaking. The surgeon said, Levy, you're not leaking. You're imagining when he took the cotton out of my nose, I was still leaking. So I needed another four to six hour open head surgery. And Baruch Hashem, all the operations were successful. I thank Akadosh Baruch for that. And I went home. They told me my vision would not be 2020 because in order to get to the benign tumor, they had to knock the optic nerve out of its place. But again, due to the tremendous kindness, tremendous chesed from Hashem, my vision came back. I forgot with October, November, December that year. A couple months later, I started to notice every time I ate, food would come out of my mouth. So on February or March of 1996, I went to Dr. Bookbinder at Mount Sinai Hospital. And he said to me, due to all the operations, due to all the surgeries, scar tissue or skin wrapped around my jaw. And that's why I can't open my mouth fully, and that's why food's falling out. He told me I would need another now and a half surgery. After I recovered, I went for radiation treatments to remove what was left of the tumor. Again, I thank Hashem, the radiation was so minute, the Baruch Hashem had no hair loss, no nausea whatsoever. When the radiation treatments were completed, were finished, I'm guessing I must have said to myself, this is it. Hopefully no more operations, no more major medical procedures, no more radiation. In September of 1997, my father goes to me, my sister and brother-in-law come back from Israel from a wedding. My father said to me, I'll drive my car to the airport and you drive theirs. So I was on the Vanwick Highway towards Kennedy Airport when I went right in, I was driving their car and I went right in front of another car. But the problem, I didn't see them. I didn't see the other car. I thank Hashem no one got killed. I thank Hashem no car got damaged. And I thank Hashem no one got injured. So I went from one eye doctor to another. And the other eye doctor said, no problem. You come once a week or once or twice a week to my office. You do exercise in my office and your vision will improve. But what he told me, my vision was decreasing, was not increasing, but was decreasing. Every day I was seeing less and less. So I went to a Dr. Joe Mindell, a newer ophthalmologist at Mount Sinai Hospital. And by the time I went to see him, I could no longer see out one of my eyes. 
He said to me, you're probably going to go blind in the other eye also. I thank Hashem that He blessed me with an incredible family and great parents. And my loving family and my great parents, my beautiful parents, did some homework. And they found out about Dr. Scott Foreman at Westchester County Medical Center. Dr. Foreman has a technique called the hyperbaric chamber. It's either glass tube or plastic tube, I forgot, but you lie in it for two hours a day, twice a day, and you receive oxygen. Dr. Foreman told me, undergoing this oxygen procedure, you can keep the eyesight I have, but can't get back what I lost. So I did exactly what I used to go to them twice a day for two hours a piece for the oxygen, oxygen treatments. But every time you enter or leave the hyperbaric chamber, a nurse takes your temperature. So one day I was leaving and a nurse said to me, you have 103. I imagine he said to me, you want me to contact any of your family or friends? I don't want to lie, I don't remember what I said to her, but I'm guessing I must have told her, I'm an adult. Do you have any Tylenol, some Advil? Looking back, again, I thank Hashem, she didn't listen to me. The nurse put me on the side for observation. She watched me and monitored me. My temperature went up to 105 and I went unconscious. I had meningitis. I was unconscious for two and a half days. I think I woke up on Erev Simchas Torah. A couple days later, I was put back in an ambulance towards Mount Sinai Hospital, where I had to undergo another six-hour open-head surgery. After that, Dr. Foreman said there's nothing he can do because the treatment's interrupted. And around Hanukkah of 1997, I went completely blind at the age of 26. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. Levi, you went through so many challenges. No, nothing. It's all from Hashem. He loves me daily. How do you go through that? What strength? So I tell you, besides my beautiful family, I thank Hashem for giving me a loving family and great parents. all tremendous. The four reasons I continue first is Hashem. We say Hashem is Avinu Avachaman, our precious Father. I, I tell you, when I dive and I feel I'm talking face-to-face, mouth-to-mouth, eye-to-eye to Hashem, I see, I see Hashem holding me in hand like I'm his little baby. I, I'll tell you a story you're not going to believe. Before I got married, when I lived with my parents, I had a jar of sucking candies on a dining room table, and I wanted to take a sucking candy, so I went to it, and it wasn't there, the jar. I went all around the dining room table, couldn't find it. I sat on the couch, wondering where it could be. I'm not lying to you. In my head, I saw a hand or a finger pointing to the left, and it wouldn't stop. I went to the left of the couch. That's where the candy was. Wow. I'll tell you another story. I, um, wow. I sometimes listen to the news. So I have a portable radio, and I drop my portable radio, radio, radio on the kitchen floor. Kitchen floor is flat, and one battery was near the radio. The other one started rolling under the table. I go, Hashem, I know this is a test. I need sign from you. The minute I said the battery rolled right back to me. Because wow. <laughs> uh, Hashem is saying, Levi, I'm holding you, don't worry. But one of the way I got, I think I got to that because I, say, I started saying thank you to Hashem. I started appreciating what I do have, not what I don't have. I tell everyone, when you appreciate what you do have, you realize you have a lot more than you realize. The second item that made me continue is my Rebbe, Rehuda Parnas. My father calls him an angel, a malach. My mother calls him a father, a tati. He's really been there for my family. Third is the Jewish people. I, I tell you, when I was in when oh. Amazing, amazing. When I was in the hospital, I felt bad for my non-Jewish roommates. I had no one visiting them except me with the family. Wow. Besides my family, I had Satma women, full medical residents. This woman, Mrs. Khan, this guy, Mickey, medical. It was just friends. It was just incredible. And the last item that made me continue was Torah. Ah. Through, through Torah, I realized Hashem, everything Hashem does is for my best. It's Gamzulu Torah. It's for my best, even if I don't understand how it's for my best. And I tell everyone, when you learn and live Torah, they're going to start dancing and singing. You're going to be much more happy. You're going to feel you have a purpose in life and a mission to live. And you're going to thank Hashem for making you a Jew.
Wow, we're oblivious. Seeing the light in the darkness, I feel it. It's amazing. Uh, you touched upon this a little bit. I had a schut the merit to be able to dive in with you in uh, you know various different uh, shuls, and I felt it was like the diving was geshmak. It was amazing. If you could touch upon that for a moment. So, uh, so, so I, can I give you an example? Let's say I arrange for you to meet, meet Jeff Bezos, the the guy who runs Amazon. If you could meet him for twenty minutes, you'd be practicing for months. You're talking to the king of all kings, Melech Machayam Lachim, Akarish Baruch, who controls Jeff Bezos. He controls everything in the world. Your finger only moves if Hashem says, let us move. When you realize what you're doing, you realize that Hashem controls your panasim, Hashanim, controls your health, you realize what Hashem, you know. I'll tell you a story. The other day, I couldn't find my keys to my apartment. And I, I, I came to Kesatot Davin Marv, and I put $5 into the stocker, and I did one Meyabal Nase. And I dive in hard to Hashem. I'm not lying to you. I, I checked my pocket before. It was not there. When I left Marv, I checked the pocket and the key was there. Oh, wow. And it was not there before. <laughs> no, because when you dive into Hashem, Hashem controls nature. Hashem controls everything. You have to realize Hashem is your father. Vina Achamani wants to help you. But you have to ask Him for it. <laughs> and you have to realize He loves you dearly. He loves you more than you love yourself. And you realize you're talking to the king of all kings who's your father who wants to just help you? How can you not dive into him? What, what, what an inspiring message, Rabbi Levi. Uh, the reason the talk of town was the, the chasana, the amazing wedding, Baruch Hashem, uh, that, that you had. Many good ladies said big rabbis were there. If you could uh, touch upon how all that uh, happened. So, so I tell you, in November, uh, a year ago, around, uh, a friend of mine, around no, a little more than a year ago, a friend of mine said there's a, a, a kever, a grave of a big tzaddik, of a righteous person in Buffalo, New York. And he told me how his sister and all her friends went there. And his sister and all her friends, except for one, all got married. Oh, wow. So we went there in March. A friend of mine arranged for a guy. We only get to spend 15 minutes because we had to get to Syracuse for Mincha Marv. Unfortunately, we had to have Mincha Berichid. So we make the show, but we ready for Marv. Two weeks later, a guy called me up, Levi, we have to hire Shadchanim for you to get married. And that was right before Pesach. So after Pesach, they got to work. The, at the meantime, the, uh, they offered my name to my, my, not, my newly beautiful wife, Nechama. And now it's Nechama Greenspan, but they pulled the name from her and they said, we don't think it's Shaykh. She stayed up on, she stayed up the night and said, stay for Tilm twice, that night and during the day. And, and then they gave the name back to her. But also, two weeks into dating, uh, and then I went to Israel a couple of months later. I still wasn't sure. And when I was in Israel, an 18-year-old girl came to me, or 18, 19, said, could you dive for me before shit? I was like, let me just start, start trying to dive for not for myself. And just things just started turning around. I just saw the hand of Hashem. It, it's just so clear. And what's crazy, my, the night of my wedding was the same your, night, uh, the same night that you say of the Buffalo Rebbe. That you went to visit, wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all Yana, and, and Baruch Hashem, I'm connected with Av Gedon, with Yerucham Oshem, with Shech, with Makio with Fine Waxman, with Laser Ginsburg. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? You know, there's a lot of people, unfortunately, they go through a lot of difficulties. They have hardships, whether it's Shambais, whether it's the children, whether it's Parnasa. What message are you able to tell people, that, you know, whether it's health issues that people have? If there would be a generic message that you could give to people having difficulties in life, you went through difficulties. So first I call it challenges. challenges. Like, everything Hashem does for the best. Challenge. Everything Hashem does for the best. Ah. But I, I, I'll tell you too, one of them, what he said, but I'll repeat it, but another message is we don't see the whole picture. 
I once spoke in Eretz before some adults, and one adult said, so you say Hashem does everything for the best. I, I don't see that. So I said, you, you give your baby um, shots? He goes, yeah. How can you do it? You make your baby cry. Oh, wow. Because we don't see the whole picture. If we know the whole picture, everything will make sense. We have to realize Hashem is our Father, doing nothing to hurt us. But, but you also have to appreciate what you do have, not what you don't have. It, it, uh, uh, and the more you appreciate what you do have, the more you're going to smile. I'll tell you an incredible story. I think of a Pesach Kron said this story. In 1970s, I think there was a shooting, I think the university called Kent State in Kansas, and a, a, a kid there got shot from his back and was, was paralyzed from his back, from his head down. And a father told the Washiva, head of Yeshiva, you got to go visit my son. Okay? So he could, the Washiva, the head of Yeshiva, comes in and figures the son is depressed, and he sees him smiling. He goes, guy, here's something. Five days ago, you were able to walk, or four days, now you can't walk anything. How could you smile? He goes, Mashiva Rabbi, I, when I first woke, when I first realized I was paralyzed, I was, from my neck down, I was depressed. But every day I look across the hall here in the hospital and I see a guy gets a bucket of ice cream and he puts the bucket over his head when he finishes to look at the inside. I think Hashem are not like him. When you really appreciate what you do have, you realize you have much more than you will. You can write down first what people can see, people can hear, people, people can smell, walk the fingers, walk and talk. Just being a Jew, you know what a merit is just to be a Jew, a son of a child, son or daughter of Hashem? Just a merit to be a Jew, to keep Shabbos. You know, I, I, I tell you, I miss seeing Shabbos candles. I tell everyone, if Hashem made me blind to teach me the importance of learning Torah, understand. I miss Shabbos, I miss, I, 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 I miss Torah tremendously. Like right now I'm seeing in front of my eyes a shtendo and a sefer, like I'm unlearning it. I miss Torah tremendously and I also miss seeing the beautiful Shabbos candles. But you know what I mean? I don't know how anyone lives without Shabbos Kodesh. I just don't say how you live without Shabbos. Let alone without the Torah, let alone without the mitzvahs. Just you have to appreciate what you do have, not what you don't have. If you don't appreciate what you do have, you're never going to be happy. Everything going your way. You can be a multi-billionaire healthy. But if you don't appreciate what you do have, you're never going to be help smiling. And, and besides appreciating what you do have, you have to say thank you, Tashem. Thank you for letting me walk. Thank you for letting me see. Thank you for giving me a job. Thank you for giving me a kid. You know, you have to start thank you, start thank you, saying thank you, Tashem. That's what it is all about. You, yeah. you, you, Hodeya, appreciation, yeah. thinking. That's all uh, the holiday, yeah. Hanukkah. The hallelujah, the holidays. But that's what made Yosef go through the, what he went through because Yosef realized. That it's all from Hashem, it's from his father. In fact, how Amatizal Salamishli, the Mashkiach Lakewood. Yeah, Yosef told the Shah Mashki, the, the winemaker and the bread maker, Lamvak Zupanecha, why are you guys sad? He couldn't he couldn't understand it. Because it's all from Hashem. You mentioned about learning and seeing the standard. How is learning working right now through uh, audio? Or? So I do audio. I, I'm some for days of Fred Flintstones. I still listen to cassette tapes. In fact, the lighthouse for the blind said cassette tapes are valuable to blind people because it's very easy to use. Mm-hmm. I also collect. I also speak to Lav Gadol for Divrei Torah. Wow. I, I call every week to have Moshe Shaw from Lakewood, how Bach Newman. I just recently moved to Lakewood. Um, I just speak to all different Gadolim all the time. You know, I I I, I, I collect Rabbanim. Yeah, Rav Yemi Newman from Chicago. Amazing. You know, I, I collect different Gadolim. Unbelievable. Can I just can I just leave you off the? Can I tell yeah, you funny I was gonna, stuff? I was, I was, yeah, please. Sure. So I was in Chicago once for a wedding, and my friend and I stayed there for Shabbos. Okay. So when I got to the shul, I, I couldn't find my friend, so I went to Davin. In the middle of Davin, so I went. I go to the guy, can you please stop by me? I don't like talking during Davin. The guy wouldn't stop. So I left that part of the shul, part of the synagogue, and I went to a different part. 
After davening, my friend said to me, Levi, you were davening in the women's section with two women. I, I'll tell you another funny story. I was in mostly music, music in ballpark. They still have him freed, Yaakov Shreki. Of course. So I thought a little Hasish boy came in, so I started tapping on his head like that. He left the store, so I go to the salesman. Where'd he go? He goes, you were hitting a 93-year-old woman on the head. <laughs> She's not like getting hit on the head. But can I tell you another, another Yad Hashem story? Please. I was in here in QNLs for Shabbos, not because they wear, and they gave me the key. They said, Fine night, we're not going to be home. We'll lock in the bottom lock. So I went with, to my friend's house, and we came back of the dinner, and, and my friend was trying the key. He goes, Levi, they locked the top lock. It's, oh, it doesn't make wow. sense. Okay, he went to the side door, he went home to see if my if his father knows the code. Okay, we were sitting on the porch waiting for them to come home, and I go to my friend, Q, please give me the key. He gave me the key. I put the key in the door, and I said, meaning everything's from you, Hashem. The door opened up. Wow. When you realize it's all from Hashem, He's going to want to help you. Seeing light and darkness, that's exactly what uh, you're speaking about. People that are, you know, able to see, don't even have such imuna like you have it, Rebbe. But, so to, but, but Hashem's with us. Oh, Hashem, Hashem. Unbelievable. Rebbe Levi, uh, we have a minute of custom on Torah Talks, a final message for our broad audience. If there's something you could uh, find a takeaway. To realize you're never alone in life. David Amar says, Hashem leave, Hashem is with me. I'm not, there's no reason. Because you have to realize Hashem is walking with you every step of your life. Hashem is holding you in His hand like a little baby. But to appreciate what you do have, not what you don't have. The more you appreciate what you do have, the more you realize you're wealthy. To get close to a Rebbe like Chazak is incredible Rebbeim here. Chazak just wants to help you guys out. No, Chazak did not pay me to say that, but you know, I have to do that. Like Rokwanis. The third is we like grab onto the Torah. Torah will give you happiness. And Torah will give you a purpose in your life. I know I said it before, but there's nothing like Torah. I, especially people learn Torah. I see they're always happy inside and out. There's such a huge emotion. He's washiv of Lakewood. I've been to his house. He lives in a simple max. He has all a three-bedroom apartment, if at all. He's the happiest man. Rav Lazer Ginsburg, Rabbi Neshiv Amir Brooklyn. Again, made a three-bedroom apartment. He's the happiest man. And he could, the, all these guys could easily have four houses, but they don't want it. Because you know, it's to serve Hashem. And Chazak will give you that. And I'll add to it that the house is not permanent. It just, uh, you know, how long could you live in a house? You're eventually going to have to break it down and rebuild it. And even that house, there's a period of time for as long as it could last for. No, but, but when even, it comes to Torah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's forever. And even add more than that, that's how you get a half a million dollar car. Is that going to really give you happiness? Torah will give you happiness. Shabbos will give you happiness. Being a Jew gives you happiness. Rebbe such inspiration, such chizuk, such, so amazing. You're an inspiration for us all. We want to thank you for joining us in Torah thank Talks you. on behalf of Chazak and the entire staff. And I would like to wish everyone hatzlacha, success in all their life endeavors. May, Hashem, may you always feel Hashem's walking hand in hand, foot by foot, your entire life. Amen. We should always see light, even when it's times of darkness. And uh, Rebbe Levi, you're, you're an inspiration, and we thank you very much thank for you. all the chizuk, all the inspiration. We want to give a shout out to all those of you at Chazak. Uh, working behind the scenes, making so much Torah and mitzvot, doing great things. The entire staff, the board, the volunteers, the rabbin, the teachers, everyone. Yeshakach, Chazakah, to you. Shout out to Torah Anytime for hosting this amazing Torah talk along with all the other platforms and podcasts that we have this program on. Uh, Tuesday nights it's aired 
at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please share and forward to family, friends. If you have suggestions of future guests for Torah Talks, feel free to email info at chazak.org. I want to give a shout-out to Mayor Begun as well for uh, arranging and, and suggesting. Yeah, Mayor Begun's a big tzaddik. Yes, he's a tzaddik, and we appreciate it, Mayor. Thank you. Any suggestions for future uh, speakers, rabbis, to join the program, please feel free to email chazak. And uh, shout-out to dailygiving.org, dot com. A dollar a day goes very, very far away. And that's uh, the we should only hear We should see the Gula Shtayim, the complete Amen. redemption. Amen. Fine. He's coming, Mashiach.